Hello and welcome to AFL by Dummies, the only show where... Oh, sorry. I've got something coming in my earpiece. We have a breaking story coming out of uh, Greater Western Sydney at the moment. Um, and our man who's been over the story since it came out a few weeks ago, Tom Cruise, is actually where the story came out. Tom, what can you tell us? So, hi, Chuck. Well... Yes, unlike MH370, GWS was spotted last week. Can you believe it? They were found bloody broken and bruised from what looks like brunt force trauma. Well, that's great to hear they were spotted. Um, Well, what do they look like now? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, rumour has it that they were found wearing skinny jeans, blonde-tipped hair and those Kanye glasses with the lines through them from, like, 2008. Oh, wow. So is it now safe to assume that they've been lost for so long they've actually gone back in time to an era where Western Sydney's views on marriage equality are commonplace again? Yes, I, I guess because of the mismatch of outdated fashion trends, they could be so lost that they are outside the time-space continuum. Well, where were they spotted? Well, apparently, though, they were seen standing inside one of the big four banks lining up. They were pleading for more money because the AFL have cut them off like the bratty blonde Californian uh, team. Oh, what an unruly thing of the AFL to do. Um, How did the banks respond to this? Well, the spokesperson for the big four are absolutely perplexed at the sight of anyone actually asking for banking service of any kind, especially after the Royal Commission. They, they said that, seriously, they couldn't even believe it. It's like they completely missed the fact that we ripped off customers and uh, feed dead people. Is that what the NAB spokesperson told us? Yeah. I also talked to one of the GWS fans, or the one fan that they had. His name was Gil, and he was pretty disappointed in his team, especially after he donated an extra $20 million for his membership. That's a pretty bad return on your investment. I'm no economist, but that was pretty bad. Um, I've actually had some new news come into my mic, uh, into my earpiece, sorry, again. So apparently what we could gather from this small spotting of them, so they're still lost, unfortunately, so the... If you find them, please call the appropriate places and let the authorities know of that. But what we could find out from brief encounters is they've actually changed part of their language, which is just fascinating that, I mean, they've only been gone for about a month, but already the changes are startling. And, you know, I'm just going to outline a few of the major changes to you. So one of the main changes is, so we all call a week seven days, but in this new GWS language, a week is actually a month. So they only turn up once a month at the moment. Um, it's pretty new for them. Uh, not how I would win the premiership, but I mean, good on them. Uh, flag favourite actually has a new meaning now. So GWS wants the flag favourite. Uh, flag favourite now means winning it from outside the top eight. I'm not sure how they're going to go about that one, but I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Hard running. Now, this has been something that GWS has been known for for a very long time. It's been a staple of their game. But now it just means running away from all sense of responsibility, um, as any lost child would know. Winning just now means losing. I mean, it's just obvious. It's startling. I keep saying this, but it is absolutely startling, the number of changes we've seen. Um, And the last one that we were able to grab is developed players now actually just means trade bait. So essentially, any developed players of GWS have just been sold out to other clubs. Um, 
don't need to, like they said, flag favourite. If they want to be a flag favourite, they need to be outside the top eight, so it's actually in their best interest to sell these. Anyways, that's the breaking news um, from 3.15. Yes, there was breaking news in Tuesday afternoon today. Crazer, so we didn't do our highlight of the week at the start, so what was your highlight of the week? So my highlight was Willie Rioli. So I don't know if you saw this, but he took an absolute cracking mark uh, in the game last week and then hit, I think it was Kennedy Lace Out who then hit Darling Lace Out. Three kicks from one end to the other. Beautiful goal. But I think he's going to grow up to be a Cyril-like player where he doesn't have a lot of possessions, but he's going to make a huge impact in that game. He kicked two goals on the weekend. He also did touch the umpire, uh, which is another another whole debacle around that. But he played so well, and I could see Cyril uh, within him. And uh, I know like you're not supposed to compare the two, and I'm sure Willie would not like the comparison because Cyril is so impactful. But he's getting there. He's getting there, and... If he stays fit, he will be a huge, huge help come September just based off like their game plan of kicking it long to Darling and Kennedy. And if they have good front square players, it's going to work out amazingly for them. There is just so many talented Riolis in this league. <laughs> it's just like they just have... by getting that birth name, you're instantly like twice as good as yeah. you would have been otherwise. You've got like Daniel Rioli for uh, Richmond, Richmond who, yeah. who hasn't even played a game at uh, AFL level this year, um, who had a great final series oh, as well. It's just his, a, yeah, he, I think it was just, it was at the prelim or was it the grand final? It was the prelim, prelim. yeah. Kicked that was four. oh kicked four goals to get them into a, a grand final. As soon as just going to be a team of Riolis at some point. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like, I, we should come up with, like, a franchise for them. Franchise? I don't know, the Rioli Raptors. Rap- <laughs> and they can be, be stationed. So uh, I don't I don't even care where they're stationed. I'd, I'd go watch them. Yeah, I would watch them every week. They would just be a bunch of players. They would all get 11 disposals collectively, but every disposal would be worth, like, seven times the, their, what they've said. So it all ended up being they'll have, like, 27, like, disposals in in terms of quality, and it'd just be incredible to watch. I would pay good money yeah, to watch good 22 money. Riolis go out on the field. Well, my highlight for the week, oh, if St Kilda's season, right, not going so well, and if you're looking for one action to epitomise everything about their season, it was what happened just before halftime. So the siren had gone, and Jaron Geary had the ball from about 70 out. He'd marked it. So he went back and he's like, oh, well, I may as well give it a go, give it the top and see if it uh, flies. Uh, Hits the top and it goes backwards. I kid you not, it ended up further from the goal than it started. And, like, I mean, if you're looking for something to, like like I said, epitomise their year, that was it. They put all their effort into it. They were close enough to goal, put every ounce of effort into it, and they just ended up going backwards. Backwards. It was really, really funny to watch. Um, It's such a summary of their season, though. It's so true. Anyway, so what have you got for us, Cruiser? We might as well go back to the proper format of our show. So I've got a joke for you this week. Now, uh, Melbourne played Adelaide uh, in the Northern Territory this week. Yep. um, And Adelaide got absolutely destroyed by Melbourne. Melbourne were just uh, super clinical. 
But if you saw the game at three-quarter time, you saw that the coach coach addressed the players. And Don Pike walked in and sat, uh, stood right in the middle of all the players and was completely silent for, I don't know how long it was. It was probably like 20 years. It was, it was, I reckon really, it was about really, 30, 40 seconds. It was a really, really, really long time. Um, so now I've created a list of all the things that happened while... Don Pike was looking at his players, not talking. Okay? <laughs> yep. Yeah, so the first thing, obviously, that happened was someone watched the special edition of all three Lord of the Rings movies and watched it <laughs> from start to finish. <laughs> no skipping at all. No, no skipping. No, they play, they no, no, no toilet breaks, no food breaks, just straight there. But the whole thing. Yeah, the, the special edition, even with all the, the like special scenes with Gandalf, the whole thing. Yeah, they should. We should actually make that a challenge to our viewers. See if you can watch all of that without having a toilet break or a food break. <laughs> what a, what a challenge! <laughs> the challenge is out, listeners. If you can do it, message us and oh, I don't know what we can offer actually. But anyways, <laughs> continue. Um. So second, Master Chef returned from an ad break. <laughs> um, it was it was a world first. It was a world first. I've, I'm I'm not even joking. I think I've turned on Channel Ten or turned on the TV and it's been on Channel Ten three or four times. And every time Master Chef's on, it's always an ad break. So I've never seen the actual show. Well, they're still actually in season one. It's just the yeah, ad break from the end of the first episode. <laughs> it's still going. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so what else happened? Um, someone finished Rainbow Road on Mario Kart without falling. <laughs> Um, no, no, that's just not possible. <laughs> He's calling me. Chuck's calling me on it. I, I'm telling There's you that happened. challenge to everyone out there. <laughs> Finish Rainbow Road without falling off. I dare you all. Now, what else happened? The entire Essendon drug saga happened inside that time. It just kept going and going and going, but still it managed to finish before uh, Don Pike started talking. Yeah, it was just in the newspaper every single day, but, like, I mean, yeah, still quicker still, than... Still quicker than Don Pike. And lastly, The Simpsons went from a beloved, iconic TV sitcom to a racist, boring uh, waste of a TV show within that time. Who would have thought? It's 600, over 600 episodes, and Don Pike lasted longer than The Simpsons did. Absolutely ridiculous. Just unbelievable. <laughs> no, it did feel like an eternity for us, let alone the players in there. Imagine what they were contemplating during that. <laughs> I'm sure one of them was like, I'm sure I can do my Rainbow Road <laughs> without falling off. I know I can. Even if I can't defend, I don't know, anyone on the Melbourne forward line at the moment, I can guarantee that I can get through Rainbow Road. <laughs> so funny. So, Chuck, you've got a stat for us now. Well, you gave us uh, Melbourne there, so this is going to be a really handy uh, segue for me because I'm just going to talk about Melbourne. Like, they've beat on a lot of bad teams for a while, so there mm-hmm. wasn't as much need to talk about them, but they just demolished Adelaide on the weekend, and I know Adelaide's playing with the second-string unit <laughs> at the moment. They're playing with their Senefel <laughs> side. Um, I feel. So, I wonder what their Senefel side's like because, like, Ooh. all their best players will be in Adelaide. Like, they must be really... Yeah. Maybe they're going to go down a league. <laughs> to like Sanafel wow. too. Anyways, um, so Melbourne has now officially run one, sorry, eighteen quarters in a row. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. That's just unbelievable. They haven't lost in nineteen. They had a draw as the first one in their streak. So the last time they lost a quarter was the first quarter in round six, 
all that time ago. That's literally wow. over a month ago against Essendon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. So they lost the quarter against Essendon. And then they still won the game, but yep. quite as anyway. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like winning 18 quarters in a row. Oh, I would love to know the stats on that. Like what what te- what happens when teams... Well, it's the second longest streak ever. Is it? Yeah, Geelong's the only team with the longest streak. um, That they had twenty-one undefeated quarters. Melbourne's at nineteen at the moment. Who do they play next week? I don't actually know. We'll find out. Yeah, maybe we'll see if that record will evoke. But it's interesting because, like, I mean, it's not hard to win one quarter, but it's like really hard to win every quarter in a game. It's like when you when I go to like a family catch-up, right? Yeah, like. I like to split it into hours. So is this going to be a good hour or a bad hour? Am I going to get stuck in an awkward conversation with someone that I really don't want to be stuck with? And there's always going to be good hours and bad hours, but it's all about the net performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I went to four or five family outings in a row and I won every quarter in a row, I might actually start enjoying going to family outings. <laughs> Anyways, um... So in that stretch where uh, Melbourne's won 18 in a row, they've scored 634. So that's in four and a half games. They've scored 634. Mm -hmm. And they've conceded 284 for a percentage of 223. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Absolutely ridiculous. It gets even better than that for Melbourne fans. So... They actually have the highest percentage in the league now as oh, a result really? of Just... They're above Richmond and West Coast. Oh, wow. So if Richmond lost this weekend and Melbourne won, they'd jump Richmond. In the ladder, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. But it gets even better than that for Melbourne. So the AFL posted an article today, and I'm just going to use their statistics. Um, I try not to steal statistics and come up with my own, but this was just too good to be true. So in the rounds 6 to 10, so the last five rounds, mm-hmm. Melbourne is number one in 16 categories. Wow. Statistical categories, League One. League-wide, sorry. Okay. So I'm going to list them all. Mm-hmm. So they're number one in kicking efficiency. Yep. Kicking efficiency differential. Oh my disposal God. efficiency. Marks inside 50. Marks inside 50 wow, differential. Really? Contested possession differential. Yeah. Clearance differential. Inside 50s. Scores per inside 50. Goals per inside 50. Points for... By the way, points for there are 133 in the last five weeks. The next best is Richmond at 98.6. Um, <laughs> intercept marks, 84. Clearance points, 44.6. Defense, half to score. They're first in consecutive quarters one. They're obviously first in. Yeah. And offensive one-on-one win percentage, they're first in. Damn. Melbourne are the real deal, apparently. Yeah, that's... That is actually ridiculous. It's just domination yet again. They've played four bad teams and mm-hmm. one good team that's thwarted with injuries. Yeah, but they've managed to play well with injuries. So, but that, I still think that that's a really, really good result. For It'll be interesting where they come end of the year. So they play Western Bulldogs this week, so that will be another easy game for them. And then they play Collingwood in the Queen's Birthday Clash oh, in a few weeks, that which will be, be amazing. Huge. That is a huge game. Yeah, I... Oh, I I'm can't not, remember. I, I can't remember. I can't even remember a bigger Queen's birthday than. Well, that's because Melbourne's been trash for yeah, ten years. Yeah, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to talk about the score review system. Okay. <laughs> which is actually more of a shambles than our song so choice just... at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is true. <laughs> um, so the score review system comes up every week. It's just ridiculous. Now there's always something every week that um comes up essentially. 
some new howler that's been made, and it was originally brought in to stop the howler, but now it's creating a howler. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting... But we're at a point where we have to decide what we want from it, and I think that's very unclear at the moment. Um because some people want it for every decision and we're not going to be able to use it to make every decision correct and some people want it for a few decisions. So I think, I, I know Steve Hawking said he wasn't going to make any major decisions um, regarding rules um, until the end of the year, but I think this is something they've got to jump on immediately because, I mean, it's just damaging the game at the moment. Anyways, what better way to talk about it, though, than to make absolute fun of it? Um, <laughs> the best way to deal with pain is to make fun of things, I guess. Uh, so I've come up with a good old-fashioned list of things that are less of a shambles than the score review system. <laughs> and I, this That's is quite good. an extensive list because there is a lot of things that should be less of a shambles than it, uh, more of a shambles than it, sorry, but are less. So Syria. <laughs> that's good um, second one is the dual citizenship bonanza oh yeah 100% that, that's not like compared to the review system that's nothing nothing absolutely nothing that's that clearly has no for effect du- water on... for ducks back absolutely no exactly yeah. um, that clearly has no effect on like the Australian public whereas <laughs> this has heaps this is detrimental <laughs> across the entire board um, the third one is my love life <laughs> <laughs> This comes up in just about every single list of mine. The fact that this is less of a shambles than the score review system is arguably the worst of them all. <laughs> that should be, like, the most. Anyways, we're going to move on. Uh, the next one, Carlton. Yeah, yeah, fair. Absolutely fair. I don't think any Carlton fan can disagree with me there. Uh, the next one is Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Chuck bringing out the dated references. Yeah, that's something that I've never put in a um, list before, and I li- thought of that today. I'm like, well, why hasn't this been on a list before? It's just the per- most listable thing ever. Uh, the next one's the MBN. Yeah. Less of a shambles. Yeah. It's actually gonna, getting rolled out in my um, street this week. Oh, no. That's I, the, I know. I, I feel like you're not going to have doom. internet. Yeah, I know. It's just going to get worse from here. It was interesting, though, because they sent us like a, a mail saying that in between this date and this date, we will be coming into your street. Guess what? Like the two dates were. It was in between May and October. And it's like, <laughs> well, thanks for narrowing it down. We're going to be really prepared when that comes around. <laughs> and this core review is made more shambles than that. Yes. <laughs> um, next one is just. General society. Yep. Fair. Absolutely. Just across the board, you can go after capitalism, presidency, <laughs> anything, just generally speaking. It's less of a shambles. Then the last one is uh, Collingwood fans' dental bills. <laughs> yes, Chuck. <laughs> Bang. Shots less fired. Of a, <laughs> love it. Less of a shambles. <laughs> then the score review system. That's all uh, I've got. Um, that's AFL. so good. Get it together. Because it's not working at the moment and we deserve better. We seriously do. Now, over to my stat. So it's been 10 rounds this week. Uh, It's been 10 rounds this year so far. Um, So we have 10 uh, NAB Rising Star nominees. So we're going to play a game called Guess the Rising Star nominee. No, don't do this. No, I'm not going to be able to get, like, any of these. Looking at the list now, because I only knew one of those 10... And it's a pretty good team. It's a, it's a pretty good team so far. I can't pick an out-and-out winner so far from these players, except maybe... No, I can't pick an out-and-out winner, actually. So let's go. 
Uh, Raynard got on it, didn't he? Nah. No, he didn't. Oh, I'm. I don't think you understand. Like, I see like the Nab Rising Star every week. Yeah. You're gonna tell me it, and I'm yeah. gonna be like, I'll be able to tell you probably what round it was. Yeah, yeah, you probably will. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna need a lot of hints here. So obviously, there's two Collingwood players. In uh, the one team Steve Stephenson, Jaden yeah. Stephenson. Um, yeah, that he, was when he kicked five kicked against five. against Collingwood. Yep. Um, and there's another one. He's probably the be- the out the out and out winner. The one that you're think- the one that you haven't said yet from Collingwood, in my opinion, Murray. Yeah, Sam Murray. You yeah. think he's winning the out of out of these ten that I'm looking at? He's probably one of the best because I'm quite surprised at who's not there, but he's the out and out winner. Yeah. So that's two. That's uh, they won two weeks in a row, Collingwood round three and four. Um, who else is left? Has Darcy Fogarty got one? No. Oh no. One Adelaide player has. It's the other, uh, Ronk. other end. Yeah, Runk, obviously. Yeah. That was the one one that I knew. Kicked uh, seven goals to beat Hawthorne. Nobody, no worries, clearly. You obviously love talking about that. Yeah. Um, so that's round eight. So you've got seven more. So it's not Fogarty on the forward end, but it's an Adelaide player in the defence. Oh, uh, what's his name? Dodie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I D- think... Duday or Duday? Duday, yeah. Yeah, Tom Duday, um, absolute cracker of a player so far. He's like make, he's making sure Adelaide don't feel the loss of Lever. Yeah, he opinion. and Seedsman have had huge years, and huge, Seedsman yeah. out on the weekend was was a big loss. Big, big, big loss. Big loss. So. Yeah, because I tipped Melbourne and as soon mm-hmm. uh, as Adelaide, sorry, and as soon as Seedsman went out, I wanted to change my tip, but obviously I couldn't because yeah. they were all locked. Unfortunately, um, there's a Brisbane player. Uh, yep, there's one Brisbane player defender. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. don't I'm know not going to be very no helpful here. Yeah. So it's Alex Witherden um, oh, from Brisbane. Yeah. He played really well a couple of weeks ago. Just uh, list them out because I'm yeah, not yeah. going to be very good. So at this. round one, Riley Bonner. Yeah. Um, very very good Port Adelaide player. Um, then it's Duday Murray Stephenson. Then Ben Long from St Kilda. Oh, no during way. the draw. Yeah, during the draw. When they drew with GWS. That was the last time we saw GWS, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, ben Long got rising They've been star. gone for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, West Coast player, Jake Waterman, playing really, really good football in a really, really good team, so it's not surprising. Jack Henry from Geelong in round seven. Yep. Um, crack, cracking player. Their, their, their defense, quite young, Geelong, but they've managed to just... Just like pull out a system that's been pretty good overall, apart from the last couple of weeks. It's good against bad teams. Yeah, if they get jumped, they're in a lot of trouble. I yeah. think. Um, then Ronke, and then Witherden, and then this week was Ed Richards, the Western, Western Bulldogs, Bulldogs uh, redhead. Like <laughs> you could say halfback flanker. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> everyone knows players. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just because people notice him as that doesn't mean that on an AFL show we should talk about him like that. <laughs> He's a good player. He's a good player still. Um, so. That's the top ten. I I'm, I would say that Murray is the the strongest out of those two, or yeah, at he, least the most influential. Well, he got of, dropped this week of that team, or wasn't managed. He didn't play on the weekend. Uh, I would say that they look like a better team with Murray and Stephenson in anyway. Um, so, Colin, those two would be my my picks. I think. Uh, I don't know. Ronky's doing pretty well, but Kelly. I wouldn't call him. Can um, Kelly be in the rising star if he's a rookie? No. No, no okay. He's not, not old. He's too old, um, I think. Otherwise, he probably would have been picked already. Now, in case you were living in Wakanda 
<laughs> During the week. <laughs> yeah. Etihad Stadium was recently, like its name was changed to Marvel Stadium at the start of next year. Am I, am I September safe to 1. September so, 1 this, this year. This year. Okay. So if there was a final play to Etihad, which there won't <laughs> because <laughs> none of the Etihad teams are in the top eight. But the... the Actually, Ale- North is in the top eight now. Oh, but I still think they'll be playing at the G, wouldn't they? Our finals are at the G. I don't. No, uh, they play final. They can play a final at Etihad. Well, we'll see. We'll if see. North we'll make see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so Marvel Stadium is the new name. So we've decided to collab this week, and we think we're going to give the AFL some opportunity to create some synergy in their content. Right? Yeah, that's. What everything's about these yeah, days. It's synergy. all about synergy. Just ask like Toyota or something. <laughs> it's all about synergy. So we've created some uh, movie plots and movie titles based off Disney and Marvel, I think, movies, I guess. So, Chuck, do you want to... Uh, I'll start with mine and then we can go to yours. Yep, we'll so go I've one done, by one. Yeah, we'll go one by one. So I've done uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So we'll start with the first one ever made, The Incredible Hulk in 2008. Now I'm going to give you the plot of what uh, the AFL's version of The Incredible Hulk would be. Now, it would obviously just be the Essendon drug saga as a film where Heard, played by the scientists that give Bruce Banner the gamma radiation, and Bummer Thompson is played... Uh, plays Bruce Banner. <laughs> I like it. So a movie's come out at the moment. A Star Wars movie came mm-hmm. out recently called Solo, A Star Wars Story. Yeah. But I think it should just take a d- completely different take on the word solo. So it should be Solo, A Patrick Cripp Story. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> that one I can see doing well. <laughs> so my resonate well with Carlton fans. <laughs> so I'm going to go in order. So I'm going to go Iron Man two in 2010. Um, it's Gold Coast the movie because we don't acknowledge its existence, and it's probably better <laughs> if it was didn't exist in the first place. <laughs> Iron Man two. What a tagline! For yeah, Iron I agree Man with 2. that. Uh, my next one is. Uh, 101 premierships is just Hawthorne. It's a tale of Hawthorne's history rather than 101 Dalmatians. 101 premierships. Uh, Alistair Clarkson obviously plays the main character. That's good. The Avengers uh, is my next film in 2012. Now, obviously, it's The Avengers is the best of the best, so it has to be a story of the creation of GWS, right? Yep. Yep. Gillian McLaughlin is Nick Fury. Yep. Um, we form a team, take Earth's mightiest to find out if they're heroes. Uh, I think that's a very, very good quote for Gillen describing the GWS creation, sort of like a Frankenstein situation. And then to run on from that, obviously, Avengers Infinity War is uh, GWS's 2018 season. Oh, my gosh. So what's actually what's happened... Half of the GWS players aren't injured. They vanished. <laughs> wow. They're in their darkest hour at the moment. Can they come, come back? back. Okay. Wait for the second part okay. next year. <laughs> so well, good. Well, speaking about GWS, so uh, this one was just an obvious one for me. So it's no longer Finding Nemo. It's Finding GWS. Yep, yep. So obviously the AFL's son get, goes outside its waters, if I may say, <laughs> and gets taken all the way to Sydney. Not at, not Western no, Sydney, just, Sydney just into to Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> and they're lost at sea. No, the pun, you I even, can't help this. You can even keep the same address, 42 Wallaby West. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> My next one is uh, Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. 
Um, going off the same sort of situation with you, um, this Winter Soldier would be GWS. So Bucky is GWS, and they spend the entire movie looking for him. Yep. But eventually they find out that he's come back as evil. Yeah, he's um, like broken. GWS, yeah, broken, evil. I think that's a good good mirror for the current GWS season. Yep. So my next one is coming off from Beauty and the Beast sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's called Rants in the Barry Hall. that's good you shouldn't tell Barry Hall no (laughs) no otherwise I could be in a lot of trouble (laughs) they will start calling you breadsteak (laughs) yeah no number of weeks reporting him could save me (laughs) Um, so my next one would be Avengers Age of Ultron this one's funny the goal review system turns evil and enslaves (laughs) all of humankind (laughs) and the only way to save it is by the harsh harsh words of Dima Hardwick yep yeah, that's a I, great one. I really like that one. Uh, my next one, like the solo one from mm-hmm. earlier, is just takes the name of the movie title but goes completely elsewhere mm-hmm. with it. So Frozen, a story of Western Bulldogs b- scoreboard. <laughs> I was going to do ball movement for that, but I thought the scoreboard would be more appropriate <laughs> since it's never ticking over. <laughs> the last two weeks. So true. So my next one is uh, 2015's Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man's just Joel Selwood making himself smaller so he can get more high tackle free kicks. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I 100% see them making that and I get some success out of that. My next one would be, so it'd be Brendan Bolton at post-match interviews starring as Pinocchio. (laughs) So he's just trying to be a real AFL team, but, I mean, he just keeps lying. (laughs) He's got the right (laughs) height for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's so good. So leading on from all my Avengers movies that have been about GWS, I would be... A lot of movies that we've pitched today have been about GWS. GWS. (laughs) So Captain America Civil War is basically an Avengers two and a half. So... So it has to be about GWS. So it's uh, a story about all the GWS players start infighting because they aren't getting any more government handouts from the AFL. <laughs> now, we we see that the big Act 3 in is them f- like having a massive fight, civil war between two factions of GWS, and it's absolutely heartbreaking as Tom Scully falls out of the sky and now can only walk with special equipment. Um, and this rocks the players' worlds, um, so they agree to stop fighting and some of the players leave to other clubs because GWS thought they had depth. Well, no, because it's trade bait. Like we trade said, that's the new language. It's the new language is trade <laughs> And our trade bait. Um, I've actually gone through all my movie titles, so if you've got more of your own, fire them away. So, yeah, I've got a couple more. So Doctor Strange in 2016. This one is just a story of Richmond turning back time because that's clearly the only way that they can ever win the flag. <laughs> yeah, it's something, like, outside of our realm as control. Um, and the last one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which was made last year. This is a story, if you haven't seen it already, about Star-Lord and his father. So it's a very, very father-son type of Bond movie. So I'm saying that the movie should be changed to say that the father-son rule of the AFL goes horribly wrong after Chris Judd's child finds out he was switched at birth and his biological father is actually Tyson Vickery. (laughs) No kid should have to go through that trauma. (laughs) So there you go. That's uh, uh, It's just a gift. I, I'm going to call it a gift for the AFL. Yeah. It has to be. Like, we, we're giving you free content for you. Imagine uh, all the revenue. charity, yeah. Yeah, all the revenue they can make out of them, right. these movies, and they could spread it out 
over the years and you know have one or two big hits come out a year there is there is a long term plan here yeah. St Kilda could do this and then they might actually pay back their <laughs> the debt, debt. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah this is pretty charitable from us I, I would be safe to assume yep yeah. Um, so, you know, if you want to thank us, AFL, we're always here we're waiting always for you. Here. <laughs> Anyways, as if Marvel Stadium couldn't get any worse, on a Sunday morning, Hamish McLaughlin uh, wore a Superman T-shirt on Channel 7 to uh, celebrate Marvel Stadium. Superman's <laughs> DC. Uh, that's classic. Superman is not Marvel. <laughs> classic AFL. Uh, uh, that's like, so bad. It's, it's kind of like the Jarangiri torpedo. <laughs> just like trying so hard to go forward and go with the idea, and it's gone God. horribly wrong. Um, Do you know the website afl.com.au? I think so. As someone who does an AFL show, I'm pretty sure I do. Good. So you must know the long running segment, The 10. Yep. Um, the 10 is a top 10 highlights show of each round, and while it's never. It's never. It's. It is said to never flog a dead horse, but obviously the AFL keep doing whatever mainstream mainstream society doesn't want. R.I.P. AFLX. Um, <laughs> so now, like finding out all the movie movie stars that you loved as a kid are actually horrible. I've had enough. Highlights mean something good has to happen. No drop marks. I don't care if it was Fife or any of the 12,000 Riolis in the AFL. They don't give you a medal if you almost pass your driver's test. Enough with the Falcons. Seriously, whoever makes the 10 has a serious fetish for balls in the face. (laughs) According to them... Also, according to them, seeing a broken leg over and over is like some sort of like some sort of psychopath in Saw 18 is considered a highlight. Let's ask Tom Scully if that were, if the, if him breaking his ankle was a career highlight. <laughs> we don't need a rebuild for GWS. We need a rebuild for the AFL's definition of highlight. So I've created a few rules for the AFL's editing team to abide by. Okay, number one, no drop marks on missed goals, even if they're as bad as memories was. No Falcons, again, balls to the face is not my cup of tea. <laughs> number three, no injuries. I'm not on the set of a horror film. I don't need to see any more broken legs. <laughs> number four, no Carlton highlights. They're like Bigfoot. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> and number five, if... Bruce McAvaney is making extremely sexual commentary, usually to Cyril Eddy. I think it's just better to have the highlight over mute. I'm not one to king shame, but I don't need Bruce saying yes, yes, over and over to me to have a good time, you know? (laughs) So there you go. That's my rant for the week. (laughs) Sorry, let me compose myself. Um, I have, like, I do watch the 10 as well. Yeah. They are not, like, the top 10 highlights of the week. There is about five that are genuine highlights. Five. Yeah. Um, and then some of them are like, I remember a couple, a few weeks ago, there was Douglas, just a snap from 35, open. Like, no one around him is just a snap around 35. That was number five. Pretty conventional goal. Pretty, pretty conventional goal. <laughs> if that makes the top 10, then, like, I don't know, maybe it's the top 1,000. I don't yeah, know. It's it something was, like that. Uh, it was, it's, it's just really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And 
I mean, I will say this, though. I don't mind the memory misses or the Bruce misses from the goal square. Yeah. I think that's funny enough. Uh, Falcons aren't that funny. Falcons, no. Nah. I, I want specialty ever... specials. Yeah. Uh, it's or so... good runs of play like um, Port Adelaide <laughs> last year when they kicked that yeah, goal yeah. against St Kilda. St Kilda, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, no, I completely agree with that. And now we're running a little late, so we're just going to go straight into our tips from there. Um, back to nine games this week, which is quite nice because I found myself confused on Saturday afternoon when there was only one 2-10 game. <laughs> I went to the game anyway, so yeah. it didn't uh, bother me too much. Friday night footy. Sydney Carlton. It's at the SAJ. Blockbuster. So I'm a little. I'm not. I'm not extremely confident. We haven't been doing too well at the SAJ. I'm still going to tip Sydney. Yeah, I'm like so tempted right now because, like, I know last year I tipped on um, Carlton to beat GWS, yeah. and I ha- it happened. Yeah. And I got tip of the year on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm tempted to do it again, but in saying that, Carlton can't score more than fifty, so Sydney would have to score forty something for that, and that's not happening. So Sydney to win that comfortably. Mm-hmm. The next game, Western Bulldogs Melbourne, and I'm using my fifty point margin oh. here. <laughs> uh, Melbourne have had a great run of fixtures. Surely it's going to get harder towards the end of the year. Um, they'll be up by 50 early in the second quarter. Yeah, that's that's a fair statement. I'm also tipping Melbourne. Now, next we've got Hawthorne and Port Adelaide at US. Where is US? Is that, uh, that's the unit. US, is that Tassie? Yeah, Tassie. Yeah, it's a down in Tassie. Hawthorne have a great record in Tasmania. Um, I'm tipping Hawthorne for this one. I'm tipping Port. Hawthorne's lost three in a row. Yeah. And, um, I considered Port a top four side. I actually had them finishing second this year. And if they're going to finish second, they have to win games like this. Yeah, um, that's fair. Huge game for both clubs. Hawthorne's 5-5, five and five, Port Adelaide 6-3. and three. So, like, this is going to be huge in the grand scale of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, as to whether A, Port finishes top four or top eight, and Hawthorne top eight or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going with Port for that. Gold Coast, Geelong. Ooh, the return of... Gary Ablett. And I think um, Lynch is coming back this week as oh, well. Oh, really? Okay. That makes it interesting. I'm still tipping Geelong, though. I uh, can't tip Suns. Is this at Metricon? Is this the first... Uh, this is their first game at Metricon first all year. First actual home game. In wow. round 11. Ugh, great. What they should have done is just made their first nine games away, and then like they have nine at home in a row. Like yeah. Try beating a side that hasn't travelled in eight weeks. Oh, that would make it interesting. Um, Gold Coast needs all the advantages <laughs> they, they can get. get. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to still chip Geelong here. I'm going to go Gold Coast. Okay. Geelong's looked really bad for a while, and Gold Coast has come off a two-week break. Yeah. Um, next, we've got Dreamtime at the G. Essendon, Richmond. Big game. Absolutely huge game. Essendon coming off two-game win streak. Richmond being the dominant force that they are. I think, is Richmond going to give them a reality check? I think this is going to be a really good game. Yeah. This could be one of the more exciting games of the year. So, uh, Essendon's going back to playing their fast, um, exciting brand of football. Mm-hmm. Richmond, generally, a nice team to watch, um, playing very well, obviously. This is going to test Richmond. This could be their biggest test at the MCG all year. Yeah. This Essendon side that's playing well. It's just such a dangerous team. They've got nothing to lose. And that's mm-hmm. the scariest thing you can ever have in an opponent. I'm obviously still going to tip Richmond. Yeah, me but too. I'm not confident. Interesting. They're, Richmond haven't been playing amazing the last couple of weeks, but I still think they'll get the job done here. Rewalt might be out. Yeah, that's also oh, that's a big out as well. Because um, their whole forward structure is based upon him. 
So next we've got at Optus Stadium, West Coast Saints. Um, my 50-point margin will be for this game. Uh, end of, uh, like, 25-minute mark of the second quarter. Yeah. 50 points. This could be the biggest win of the year. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be brutal. Absolutely brutal, I'm calling it now. Yeah, St Kilda fans, do yourself a favour. Find something to do on Saturday yeah. night. but not watch, watch the footy or <laughs> get stuck at home. Game. Yeah, West Coast comfortably there. Uh, North Melbourne, Brisbane. Ooh, um, that's at Eddie Had. I yeah. think we're still tipping North, yeah. North is fifth. Yeah. What? No, what an absolute... I, I had them ambitiously marble. finishing like fifth bottom, not fifth top. <laughs> Um, moving along, because this, is, this isn't the greatest round of footy ever. There is a lot of blowouts in this round. Collingwood, Fremantle at the MCG. Yeah, Collingwood just need to hit 60 points yep. to win the game. That's and really they'll easy. do that. Yeah. So Collingwood comfortably. And then the last game, Adelaide GWS. Um, <laughs> Adelaide after a performance like that. And GWS. Oh, oh no. I think I'm going to tip Adelaide by. Oh, ah, it's going to be big. I'm calling it now. It's going to be a huge, huge win for Adelaide. I think GWS are done. Yep. Their season could just about end this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Which is just stunning for one of the flag favourites who lost in a prelim to Richmond last year to the eventual premiers mm-hmm. to fall off a cliff like this. No one would have predicted it. No. I'd like to see. Anyone who predicted them to finish outside the top eight. No, I, just I don't, think, don't there was. think it happened. No. They've got too much talent on that list. And we come to the end of the show, and it's been a little different show this week. We kind of didn't steer with our usual uh, format, um, but I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, let us know on our Facebook page, uh, AFL by Dummies. We post there when we post the. Um, our podcast on iTunes, so you can catch us on iTunes, Facebook, everything's there that you need to know. Tuesday, 3.15 to 4.15 on Sin 90.7. Crazer, it's been a good way. Thank you. And to everyone out there, have a nice afternoon. <laughs>